now with the amount of people that you can network with online, especially if you have a good strategy, there's really no need to go out unless you really want to. Welcome to Mastering Your Exit Strategy. I'm your host, Christine Trumbull, a certified exit planning advisor, CPA, and certified tax strategist. I've spent the last 30 years working with owners to grow and scale their businesses, and then went on to help my own husband grow his. After his passing, I moved to the next chapter, ensuring seamless transitions for family-owned and closely held businesses. Each week, we are talking to experts about growth and transition, so you can not only simplify exiting your business, but also get as much wealth out of your business as possible. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Thanks for joining me again on Mastering Your Exit Strategy. Today, I'm talking with my very good friend, Ashley Owens. Actually, we've been talking for the last half hour. So Ashley is the first and only networking concierge that puts you in the right situation or gets you out of the wrong one. As a networking concierge, she speaks on becoming an authority at generating revenue by networking with intention. Ashley is a TV host of three digital TV talk shows, RVN TV, This Is It TV, and the Close and Closers Coffee, speaking and interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners on the topic of tactical networking and best business practices. She's taken hundreds of introductory meetings with business professionals looking to grow their network and has given over 2,000 introductions. She's spoken to over 300 networking groups, organizations, companies, and conferences while teaching personal branding and advertising sales at Temple University. In addition to running her own business and being an adjunct professor, she is also the Director of Customer Success at Flowchat. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to be here. What are we doing? Are we we about to throw ourselves off a mountain yet? Just like the background that you possibly, possibly. (laughs) Well, it's you know with the top, you know, is being close to the topic of exit planning. I whenever I go on an adventure, I always tell my kids just in case I fall off the mountain. Here's the exit plan. <laughs> here are these, yes, here's here are these things. This is the number to the attorney. <laughs> yep. 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 It's so great. Yeah, yep. we have to have those exit plans because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, I'm going off the edge. <laughs> yep. Yep. If we haven't had at least two meltdowns a day, are we really working hard enough? Are I'm we? not sure. No, I, I'd have to go, <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. We got to round. We got to just kind of wrangle it in here just a little bit. So instead of talking about exit today, we're going to talk about growth and how you can, um, you know, grow the business through Mm -hmm. networking, through some of the things that you're going to be talking about, adding which in turn adds value to the business um, because we're, well, we're just going to get into it. So what are some of the projects that you're working on right now? So a couple of projects I'm working on right now, um, we actually just talked about it, but we'll repeat it because nobody else heard it. So <laughs> I am in the process of, um, so I have a course on Teachable right now. And so I'm in the process of really making sure that that has a very nice program surrounding it. So 
Uh, my course is called How to Not Suck at Networking, and I also have a book that I'll be associating with that course. That book is going to be a great way for people to uh, learn, especially if they learn visually, not necessarily audibly, around how to tactically network. So it comes from worksheets and things that I've curated and tried and tested, mm -hmm. and then my stories about why this is important and why this is viable are going to be attached within that. So the book right now is about 76 pages. It'll probably be about 200 by the time I'm done with it because I like to talk a lot. And uh, that's going to be, that's one of the projects I'm working on. Uh, I am speaking at a bunch of conferences this year. So always adding on to that. I uh, end up teaching at Temple University. So making those, you know, those classes really, really interesting and fun and, you know, introducing all those kids to my network, which is very, very important. And so I'm working on that. And then I run a, you know, I run a department at Flowchat and Flowchat is a sell by chat um, uh, tool, which goes beautifully with what I do. So as a director of customer success, it's my job to make sure the clients are happy and they know how to use the tool, but also if the messaging is correct, because we know that following up in general is hard. And so this tool supports that through DMs. Um, so as far as personal projects, I'm trying to get out of my house more than three times a day, <laughs> um, drinking more water because coffee seems to be a dietary supplement at this point. <laughs> and making sure, sorry, making sure my friends and all of my network are, you know, adequately getting paid attention to because I miss them. I, I've moved from Philadelphia to Austin. So right. the goal is to maintain those relationships and make sure everybody wins. Right. And, and just for the listening audience, I have uh, taken your course, How to Not Suck at Networking. It is, it, it's very um, information rich, uh, uh, um, actionable item rich. It's a very good course. So mm -hmm. the link to that, all of your links and everything are going to be in the episode notes. And, and I'll reiterate that again. But uh, if you, yeah, find this course. <laughs> if you have to sell, if you have to network, if you have to build relationships, if you have to get out and talk to people, you need mm -hmm. to take this, you need to take this course. So um, how, <laughs> talking about networking, how has the pandemic changed the way people network? And I know, I, I know a lot of people more, obviously everybody started virtually networking zoom. They've been zoomed out and yeah. you know, that type of thing. And we were also talking about this before, um, before we started recording, Yeah, you know, how it, it is, I happen to like being able to occasionally do a zoom networking event, but also being able to go and see people. So right. how is it change? How is all of this changing and evolving? So it's been changing, like you said, for the past two years. I think more people are more inclined to go out if it's a social function. So we are talking about how events that are typically networking related are not as frequent. They're more as they're more intentional now. So you'll have BNI groups or small independent private groups that meet every week and they get to know each other and really understand who their target network is. And then they'll meet for a social event once a month, which I find to be so much better than going to a excuse me, a morning coffee or going to, you know, breakfast. And even so now with the amount of people that you can network with online, especially if you have a good strategy, there's really no need to go out unless you really want to, which now I'm saying like, there's always a need to go out because we need to get out of our houses. Clearly yeah. that's not a problem for me at the moment, but I don't, I am not in the process of seeking out new groups unless I'm really very much personally interested in them. There's a group in uh, Austin that's fairly new. They're about six months in, but I like their programs. I like their messaging. I'm not, you know, I'm not going just to any Joe, Dick or Harry event. Right. And unless I'm getting invited to it where I have a referral attached to it, then there's really, I haven't been seeking them out. Right. I'm more seeking out the, the live, you know, music that's down here. And let me tell you, I, 
got a client from going to a singles event the other day. So like, <laughs> it's just, you meet them everywhere. As long as your intention is to network in some capacity, it's been, you know, pretty, pretty simple and standard. So right. the goal is, is that you're always networking, but you're always meeting people in a way. And, you know, if you can leverage an opportunity, do it, but otherwise like, it's so different now and people are spending more time on intentional networking than they ever did because their time is either abundant or it's not as much as it used to be. Right. So I can't even imagine getting ready for an event unless I've got friends there or like I, I, I speak on networking. I love the in-person networking, but conferences is where to do it now. Because really? you have these three days, you have these three days of abundance and you can definitely nurture those relationships. Most people aren't doing that. So the pandemic has allowed you an opportunity to nurture those relationships because now you're not consistently feeding the beast with new and new people right. and not really following up. You have the time now to really mask in on those 150 people that you would need to, to uh, network with intention. Excellent. Excellent. So Networking with intention. You've mm -hmm. said this possibly four times now. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does somebody go out and network with intention? So you have strategic partnerships, right? These are people that you can share clients with. So three groups of people you should be um, networking with are your current network, nurturing those relationships, mm -hmm. subject matter experts, and then um, your strategic partners. So a strategic partner for the audience is like a uh, real estate agent and a divorce lawyer. They're fantastic strategic partners because if you're uh, getting divorced, you're typically upsizing or downgrading. You are in the path line, you're in the pathway of that person's um, flow. So for example, if they're getting a divorce, they have to go to see a lawyer, a CPA, right. all of these things. So all of those people are technically vendors or strategic partners for you because you can share clients. Right. When you're talking about networking with intention, I'm saying if you're going online on LinkedIn and you're connecting with every single people, Every single person that you, good morning, coffee just hit right in the brainstem. Just maybe I should switch to, uh, to vodka at this point. <laughs> um, but it, it, so networking with intention means that you're going into a conversation with the intent to be of service, to be, the intent to, to be helpful in some capacity. But having those documents or references or resources perfectly curated to help anybody at any time. So what you do is you build the A and the B team. The A team are the people that you know, you like, and you trust, and the B team are the people that you know and you like. If you build out this list of people in those um, industries that are the most relevant to yours, you are now able to make better connections and network with intention based off of your current position. Okay. So by doing that, you're not just going to an event and saying, oh, you're cool. Let's hang out. It's more of like, hey, you know, thank you so much, but I'm going to reserve my time, my energy, my capacity for people that I know are going to fit well into my network and to build this army. So that way people will fight for you when you're not in the room. Right. Okay. So when you have someone who is predominantly introverted yeah. And we actually touched on this a little bit. Like myself, a lot yeah. of people are, whenever I tell people I'm introverted, they're like, what? <laughs> but it's not about personality necessarily. It's about where you get your energy and what is draining to your energy. And when yeah. I spend a lot of time with a lot of people, um, I, I, my energy just bottoms yeah. out and I need yeah. to go be alone and be a hermit for, yeah. <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. But uh, so that makes networking a little bit it, very challenging for the introverts. What are the recommendations that, or tips or tricks or tools or whatever that you could uh, give to, you know, an introvert? 
A couple different things. So introverts are the better networkers out of the extroverts because you talk with, again, you talk with intention, but you also listen to what that person has to say and you think before you speak. Right. So you're always going to be better networkers because of how you interact with people individually. You just can't do an abundance of it. So when you're talking about networking with intention, you're networking with the people you actually want to network with. Right. So, which alleviates a lot of the stress and a lot of the flim flam all over the place. So when it comes to introversion, you want to have a process in place for your follow-up. So that way, when you do go out and you do network and you do meet all these people, you don't want to be so completely, you know, with no energy left to not do the follow-up because the first part is technically easy. The second part is nurturing that those connections. So whether it's having a process in place that's automated to follow up in some capacity, Mm -hmm. whether you're a virtual assistant to follow up and make those um, introductions, or you've got post-it cards or business cards available to you that you haven't followed up with. I mean, we all do it. We, I mean, we all do it. All, you know, like it's there. It's staring at us. We get it. But if you had a process in place to make sure that that's, you know, that you're following up, then it doesn't feel like it feels like you did the hard thing and the rest is, is easy. So building that process and having the right documentation to show who you can make introductions to rather than thinking off the top of your head is just some of the ways that you can make this process easier. So it's not so draining. Uh, right. Right. So, um, well, if it's easier, if, if, if introverts, not easier, but if introverts are better networkers, then let me reverse the question. And what do you, what kind of recommendations can you give to extroverts? Extroverts shut the hell up. <laughs> Stop yelling. At people, nobody wants your business card. <laughs> nobody wants it. We don't care what you do. We don't give a damn. We do not care. I think the biggest thing for extroverts is we go into rooms and try to peacock it when all you have to do is sit there and, and observe. Observe right. people, see what people are doing. Like, give yourself a minute. You don't have to walk in and be the loudest in the room. Now, most extroverts feel like they need to because they need to bring out their, you know, be dominant in that space, but it has not, and that has to do with insecurity. That doesn't have to do with, with power. So the, the, the best people I know are the most in, wonderfully intentional people that I know are introverts that will go to an event for an hour and they will know how to talk to people. They will know how to put the calendar appointment directly on their calendar. If they're there mm-hmm. waiting 24 hours yeah. go for an hour and peace out. Right. I'm sorry. I love that because now you're giving me permission to mm-hmm. only be there for a, a, a block of time that I can physically, emotionally, and mentally deal with and not feel guilty that I left early or oh. didn't stay until the very end. Yeah. Uh, that is something that I have always, oh, I should be staying, but I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave, like give yourself an hour, but with that hour, you're, you're, you're meeting as many people as you can. Now you may walk away with two business cards. Mm-hmm. You've had two meetings on the calendar. You didn't have before. Right. So I don't, I mean, you walk away also feeling like, oh, you know what? People here weren't really great. Good. You now, you know, not to go back to that kind of event. Right. You know, so no matter what it is like, at least now I know not mm-hmm. to go to this event. So you're kind of like taking away the things you don't need to do anymore, which is great okay. because now you're whittling down the opportunities to, to make them very much to, to have them in a, to be able to go to them and say like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do and have it been, have it be well received. 
Okay. That's not always something that happens at events. So I know particularly I love going to women's events because they always have the best stuff to give away. So I was just at South by Southwest. And let me tell you, it was run completely by women like this event that they had. And it was a free event. Everybody had snacks. They had a latte bar. We were getting free coffee, free sit. The staff was just remarkable. Uh-huh. Like everyone was happy to be there. The speakers were amazing. The opportunities the conversations of all shapes, sizes, colors, ethics, everything. It was amazing. And it was, and here's the thing is that they had, this is not man bashing, this is funny. And this is an instance that I found about. There were two men that went to speak on the panel and it was like, you know, there were other men that came in and talked about like, uh, um, the events and, and they, they talked about, you know, uh, mindset and all these things. It was, it was really, truly, truly incredible. Mm-hmm. And then these <laughs> on the stage and all of the women definitely let them know that they were not well received. And it was, but it was by body language. And like, even the MC that was there was making her, not her faces, but like, she was a, she's a, a millionaire, this woman, like she okay. runs this organization. She has her stuff together. And I'm like, I'm not intimidated by her, but I kind of was okay. like, all I want to do is just be around her. And she's, you know, big voice, but she was very good at emceeing, but she was also not shy about showing how disapproving she was, which I love. I love. What were they so, doing? They were talking about NFTs, but they both don't do NFTs. They, it was a it was a favor to come in and talk. Okay. It, it was the wrong audience for them. Their advice was to work hard. Don't take the note. Like you have to. And a whim. So and we were also talking about. Um, it was bad. It was bad. And like they walked off, and they knew it was bad because oh, they wow. talked to my they talked to my friend. Were like, yeah, that kind of bombed. I'm like, you didn't read the audience, dude. Yeah, I was getting ready to say they didn't know their audience. They didn't know their audience, but like you're yeah. making millions of dollars. You can Why are you affording yourself time to even bomb like that? Right. Like bomb where you've got women who are crushing it in the space, but can't get funding because 4% of women get, right. get funded. Uh, get, yeah. 1% of women of color get funding. Right. So then you're, you know, you're a white guy on stage and like, you're bragging about how you've lost the most amount of money when, <laughs> because you've failed on certain yeah. projects. Like, Oh, I brought this to 200 people and 200 people turned me down. Okay, great. The life of a woman. Like, right. yeah, welcome to, our world. welcome to our world. So it's right. just interesting. And so like, when you see that, you see the people that are not equipped to that space. I lost a lot of respect for them because look, I can, you and I can both walk into any area and understand our audience because we're women, we're very intuitive. We can see micro expressions. We right. can understand that. So when you're talking about introversion and extroversion, that's the whole point. You want to read somebody's body language enough so that way you are curating your conversation to make them feel one, the most comfortable that they can be, two, seen and heard, and three, be naturally curious about what they do. So you might be able to get a qualifying way of being able to understand who they are, what their business does, to be able to help them in some way to be a better networker. So that's kind of what, that's, that's the story around what that looks like. Okay. Um, and maybe, I don't know if you have anything special that you can add to this one, but you know, most of the people listening to this, um, podcast are business owners with sales teams. Oh, perfect. Okay. (laughs) So what would you, 
I guess, what would you, would you have anything that you, any advice that you could give the business owner in order to help elevate the sales team? Because they're the ones that are out there networking. Yeah. But the thing is the sales team, depending on the sales training that they get, which Mm -hmm. sometimes can be hit or miss, right? Yeah. The, The best thing is to understand who you have on your team, like a disc assessment, using emotional intelligence to understand how they make decisions. Right. And also teaching them how to understand somebody's persona. Because at the end of the day, they don't care what you sell. They care how you make them feel and what you can do for them. Yes. So if you're catering to the person rather than the product or service, you're going to win every time. Um, you know, a flow chat, the company that I work with, the two men that own it, are remarkable humans. I really, as much as I don't like working for men, I love working for these guys. Like they are phenomenal, but they're also highly and masters at sales. They're masters. And every week I get the pleasure and the privilege of being on this, this pipeline coaching call. And they have these courses within the, um, within the program that you can actually take. It's, it's magnificent. My point in bringing this up is they heavily rely on understanding the other person First, understanding your audience and then being able to curate the conversation to increase engagement with how they respond to you. So they've got these really great tips and tricks that are not skeezy, are not manipulative. It's just a different way of communicating. And so, but they they specialize in understanding different personality types and different ways of being able to engage that way. So, which I love. It's the first sales training I've ever taken without like these tactics and like these boilerplate templates and all that BS, right? Yeah. So the, the most, the, so using tools like uh, crystal nodes is a great way of being able to check out somebody's disc profile. So you know how to talk to them, right? Um, taking a disc, again, any emotional intelligence assessment, taking Chris and Sean's, you know, courses at the same time. My point is, is like, there is um, plenty of, of ways of engaging um, with people to understand what may, helps them make decisions. And that's going to be a way for you to understand how to close the deal and what their needs are. Excellent. The, net, the networking component of it is the way to get to that. Like the okay. whole, that, that's, the, that's the beginning stage of understanding who that person is. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get to, to those, to those qualifying questions to understand how to close the deal. Okay. That's, that's excellent. That's, that's wonderful. Last question. What are you reading right now? Oh, goodness. Well, here's a couple things that I'm trying to read because we <laughs> talked about this. But, um, I am going through Build Your Dream Network by Kelly Hoey. I've been hoping to not have to read this because I don't want to take any of her ideas and like subconsciously put them into my own. So thank God I've got the course out. That's why I don't read other networking books because I'm so afraid I'm going to be influenced by their best practices and then I'm copying that. So like I refrain from reading any of that and then I would get tips and tricks and and things that I learned from other people, Mm -hmm. curate them into something that worked for me and then I built it into a process. So that's why. So I'm going to read hers now to kind of refresh and get some better insights. And I'm also reading, or I'm going to start to read as I pick up my books, my buddy Keith Baldwin wrote a book and it's called The Leap Years of Firsts, How I Found My Why, a small business owner during the challenging year of the pandemic. Keith is one of the best networkers that I know. And literally he sent me this book and I don't read any of the books that people send me, even though they read them, but I love Keith so much. I don't read the books. I don't. Remind me not to send you my book. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to talk to you and love you and support you and push it, but I'm not going to read it. 
That's why I don't expect you to read my book. My book is not for my friends. It's not. It's for, <laughs> it's you took the class. You're good. Like you're like to read. Fine. Okay. Um, okay. But their work, their worksheets. But anyway. So yeah. anyway, I'm going to be reading this just because it's just super interesting and like. You know, I also dot com secrets is really good. Entrepreneur mm-hmm. you I'm going through again. So like I'll have these moments where I want to sit and read and do all that stuff. So okay. Uh, but yeah, those are the books that I'm I'm in the process of reading. Excellent. So yeah. I, I am actually reading yeah, the Exitpreneurs uh, playbook. Ooh, very nice. And he's actually he's gonna be on the podcast. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, it's about um it's for um online business owners planning oh. their exit because it's a different, it's a nuance. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> How exciting. Yes. So thank you, Ashley. I oh, truly wow. appreciate your time and giving all of this wonderful information to my listeners. It's it's I've all, I've been waiting to have you on and I just I needed the right opportunity, the right time. And I think this was fantastic. Thank you. Thank so you much. so much. Thank you for having me. I love, love you. Me. I'm such a fan of you and anything. Thank you. I and I'm a huge fan of you. Always. So uh, I will make sure that all of the links uh, to contact you, your social, as well as your um, online course. Mm-hmm. Again, if you network, you need to take this course. If you have salespeople, you need to have your salespeople take this course. <laughs> it is very, very informative and very educational. So until next week, I hope everybody learned something and got something very valuable from this. Thank you and see you again next week. 